not bought to you by Pfizer or any of its associates. Have you seen what's in that vaccine? Make sure you're reading the ingredients on anything you put into your body. You can thank me later. The views expressed at WTFlandia are not to direct, guide, or sway public opinion for entertainment purposes only. show that my friends is jimmy levy take the lead that song is fire that song it gave me tears i had to i had to i had to slow down coming into this room because uh yeah that song is powerful who's gonna take the lead by putting your life on the line this right here is a song it's almost like the marching tune for the times that we're in right now it's uh, like i said before if you welcome to the show guys welcome to wtf landia radio show it's your girl char michelle and i'd like to personally just say thanks for joining us on this podcast broadcast night where whatever whatever it could be the daytime it could be the afternoon you could be at the gym at this point you'd be walking your kids to school you could be driving take on the commute to work i don't know what you're doing but i hope one that you are uh feeling good because why not it's easy to feel bad it's it's the it's the, it's the, it's the lower grade emotion we understand how to feel bad but it's hard to feel good. So I hope you've worked your energy up to feeling good today. <laughs> and um, and I hope that uh, today or this evening just provides some sort of peace for you. Because my goodness, just like I said, running it back, um, that this is the year. This has been the year of protest. You guys, all even in this month. Let's just let's just say this month, and we just started December. This is the first week of December, and we still have protests happening in Brazil, Iran. Um, where else are they happening? Um, China and uh, various other places. But these things are 
Like, it's going up. It's a lot happening right now in our world. And it's wild to see people coming together and just like literally just saying, enough is enough. People are starting to realize their power. And here's the thing. It might be a little too late, too soon, too late. Uh, too late, too soon. <laughs> what does that even mean? That was the most oxymoronic thing I've ever said. My brain, that's how it feels. It feels very oxymoronic at this point in life. It's strange what's, what we're looking at. But the people have realized their stake in the game. And they've said, we realize our power. And so they're getting together and they're protesting. You might start seeing a lot more rolling blackouts and Wi-Fi disconnects because we saw it happen in, in China. You couldn't even research the protest in China on Google's own search engine. And that thing's supposed to provide you with everything you have a question for. And you could find some things, but you had to go digging. It should just be wide variety news. But they had covered it up with all kind of debauchery. And uh, we started to see in different countries rolling blackouts and things like that. And that doesn't seem like it's something that, you know, just happened. I'm just wondering about these really, really, really interesting blue light situation things that we have going up, being put up in all these major cities. What is the blue lights for? It looks cute. If we're talking about ambiance, I like LED lights. I like them. I just, I do. It's my thing. <laughs> I've got a blue one. No, I have a gold one on now, but I had a blue one on earlier. But why are they up on streets where traffic people are driving? It's certainly not for Christmas. These have been up before then. And it's certainly not because the hydro companies are losing their LED light grid and it's turning all the lights pictures blue. I just want to know what it is. Does it search for the people that have been vaccinated can your vaccine be seen through these blue lights what is it it looks like those dark lights where they find like in hotels they find various uh let's just call it uh particles of things on bed sheets let's just call it that they find they find loose loose juice on bed bed, beds of hotel rooms and in the walls of the showers of hotel hotel showers and things like that you know it's like what they find, what you look at in the crime scene. These are the lights that I'm seeing around cities. I'm just wondering what's happening. But anyways, back to the protest. People have had enough. We're starting to see that things are not working out our way. And the people that we put in office aren't doing what we want. And you're starting to see the, the, the effects of that. And I just find it interesting. I got to say, I find it interesting that, uh, that you know, well... That uh, it's all unfolding when everything was supposed, supposedly getting back to normal. I've never seen more people with their face out since, you know, the protests. I mean, not the, the protests, but the pandemic's been a thing. Everybody's got their faces out now. I see faces. I see faces in places. I see faces. And... Uh, Drake's got a song called The Outside Boys, you know, everybody's outside the boys and the girls. It's it's just, you know, and everybody else. Um, it's interesting that, uh, 
it would be, I, for me, here's why I say it's interesting. I think that people would be more excited about the fact that, you know, we're back outside. You know, we spent almost a decade indoors with this pancake, pan, pancake epidemic. <laughs> Shout out to Dr. Romanelli, who started that thing way back in the Disney early 2000s, pan, pancake epidemic. That was in Los Angeles on Wilshire Boulevard. If you know, you know. I think I went to the very first one. Still a good friend of mine, Dr. Romanelli. It was the great connector of human minds and talents. It was like a, I was almost like a, what would you call it? Like a, like a, a, a meeting of the minds cafe. We had really good food and a lot of connection, deep pocketed connections. So that was, but anyways, so the pandemic, we've, I've never seen more faces out since the pandemic was a thing. And that's cool. But it begs the question. Now that the faces are out, I tell you what, I can only speak for myself and I can speak for my kids' schools. Is that everybody's sick? <laughs> There's only two kids in each class. And the two kids that are in the class are the two kids that started it off, probably. So they've gotten through it and they're back. It's crazy. The, 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 the colds that have came around and boomeranged out in, into the atmosphere and came around in, in, in another form and then boomeranged back out and then came back around into another form. There's It's weird. I'm just going to tell you like that. It's not. It's not okay. I think we needed to be getting sick, uh, you know, throughout these past couple of years so we can keep up with it, but it's uh, wiping us out one by one, praise the Lord. But um, still, that's not stopping, all that to say is that's not stopping people from, you know, going out there and um, using their voices, using their voices for uh, change. In Iran, people are fighting for the rights of women to just be women while being women. Just walk around with your hair out if you feel like it, talking on cell phones. In fact, in um, in uh, Afghanistan, a woman was flogged in public. I just saw that should, call, that should create an up, uproar. Attacked Amnesty International and the UN and you know whoever else I could tag. I, that's all. That's what I can do. That's all I can do. Is, is, you know, is tag a bunch of people that I think might be able to change things, and then I leave it there. I'll start calling if I don't see a change. I usually do that too. But um, yeah, so there's all these. You got this woman got flogged for using a cell phone. Now, mind you, you can't tell it's a woman. Could be a they. It could be a cat. You just never know nowadays. But uh, no, that was probably a bad joke. But it's it was of a human being under a bunch of clothing because they are covered from head to toe. You can't even see their eyes. And she got beat. I would imagine that it's a she for talking on the speaking on the cell phone and in front of the public. So they want to make a an example out of this young lady. That if you think you're going to speak on a cell phone, no. We're going to keep the abuse within. And to live in that deep and dark of a devilish way 
in 2022 is bizarre when there's so many cell phones. Somebody was recording this with a cell phone and it went viral. Um, and this to be okay without force going in there and wrecking shop. See, we're sending all this money to Ukraine and, you know, people, people are people. I get it. But there are so many other countries that are going through so many things and we're not, that, that I know of, sending money there. Why are we leaving Afghanistan to their own devices? They're in there beating women. Not letting, not allowing them to have SIM cards in their cell phone. Like, no. So they don't have access to the outside world. This is a problem. No. We've got Harry and Meghan doing Netflix series and podcasts. It's just too much going on. we got Pinocchio swirling around onto Netflix. It's probably some very, very demonic, pedophilic sorcery in there. There's, you know, the Disney show with this... We love Satan. Like There's just so much darkness. And what made me jump into this room was this. Um, back in the Dizay, I'll just give you an account for one or two of the examples that I know of things that felt like what's going on now. Back in the day, let's say Sodom and Gomorrah was one. This was a city. Let me, talk, let me tell you about Sodom and Gomorrah real quick. Sodom and Gomorrah was a city that in all regards was probably like Vegas. I should say. It was beautiful. It had the glitz, the glamour, the flashing lights. You went to this city to get it popping. Then you traveled home by horse, donkey, or flip-flop. And you, you know, <laughs> and you talked, you either... Let it stay in Sodom and Gomorrah, or you may have told a couple people, maybe one or two people, and you bought them back with you the next time you went. Anyways, Sodom and Gomorrah was a place where people were left to just do the thing, do whatever. What happens in Sodom and Gomorrah stays in Sodom and Gomorrah, kind of thing. And it was so bad. <laughs> it was so raunchy. It was so much that the Lord above was like, listen, you creeps. I've had it. No cap. I'm just trying to do it in a way where y'all can understand the Bible. The Bible doesn't have to be that. And the last, we have seen the, the downfall of mankind through the lens of an old British guy. No, the Bible, let me tell you, if we can read it through my, I might do a podcast where I read the Bible to y'all. Because my kids love it. I don't know. You tell me though. Anyways, Sodom and Gomorrah. Back, back to the back to the to the description. Char, gosh, my brain, my brain likes to waver, likes to do what it wants to do. But anyways, Sodom and Gomorrah was a, was you know popping. By our regards, what happens there stays there. And uh, again, God was like, "Look, you, woo, I've I've seen enough. I can't." Um, I'm, y'all don't even, y'all just forgot that I'm up here looking down and seeing this. I've warned you. I've warned you. This is a, this is, Sodom and Gomorrah was in, they used to have these bathhouses where, you know, everybody would go and have these, you know, let's just call them get together parties where they got together. Everybody got together with everybody. Um, you know, 
and uh, everything was just, you know, all the, the seven deadly sins was all on the table there. It was not deadly. It was fun. It was a party. It was what happens in Vegas. Stayed in Vegas type of thing. And uh, anyways, we know what happened then, right? Oh, if you don't, you don't know, read it. <laughs> read, read the accounts of Sodom and Gomorrah in the Bible for yourself. Google it. I'm sure they have a YouTube thing to de- debrief it in five minutes. But um, anyways, God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. He saved one man in his family. One man. His name was Lot. And Lot was spared because he lived there in that town. You imagine living in Vegas and, and not even in the outskirts, but living up in that thing and being like, nope, 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 nope. Everything that was around him, there were so many parties. There was so much probably women throwing themselves at him, men throwing themselves at him. Uh, this days and this and and by, it, it just everybody throwing themselves at each other, and he's like, nope, nope, no, thank you, I'm good, nope. So he was the one man in this town that lived a life that was righteous. He was like, nah, I believe in the Lord God, and God tells me I ain't. But by, by from by all accounts, Moses wrote down some things that I need to follow, the book of life that gives me life. And so I'm going to follow it. And he did. And God said, let me find one person in lot. He's like, let me find at least, you know, seven people. I forgot the numbers, but you know, that, that are doing right. Then I won't destroy this city. He was talking a lot. And lot was like, cause God was like, lot, I'm going to destroy this city. He's like, no, don't, 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 don't God. I know there's a lot going on down here, but don't go getting all hot and furious. And he's like, all right, Lot, go find me seven people that, you know, are living righteously. They're living by the law of Moses, not eat, not eating, sleeping, and killing, and murdering, stealing, and so on, so on, so on, and so on, and so forth. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Find me those. Find me at least three. He went searching. He came back with none. He went searching again. Find me at least you know, find me at least seven. Couldn't find seven. Find me at least three. Couldn't find three. Find me at least two. No. Couldn't find anybody. He only found him. So God was like, all right, Lot. I'm just giving you long story short. It's really, really, really. I'm not a Bible theologian, so don't get it twisted. But I do love to read it. <laughs> it's just it's so compiled in there. Anyways, again. You can search this stuff up for yourself. Read it. I, I urge you to. Anyways, so he says, all right, you can't find anybody. I'm going to burn this thing down. I'm tired. And so, Lot, you take your family, you and your wife and your kids, and you get up out of there. I'm going to spare your family because you are living a righteous life and you're following after me. And Lot was like, I try. He goes out of the city. He's like, you, but you go and you don't look back. You don't worry about this beautiful city that you're leaving behind. Just go to the hills and get away from here. Because I'm about to rain down some fury that you ain't never seen. And so, you know, Lot takes his family like, all right, guys, we got to go. Goes home and he tells his wife and his kids, we got to roll. We ain't got time. We're here for a good time, not a long time. And uh, he says, we got to go. Don't look back. God's telling us we got to go. He's he's had enough. And he goes, and he's leaving the city limits. You imagine you're leaving Las Vegas, just like that movie, right? 
But on the way out, Lot's wife, she would look back and she was like, oh, I'm going to miss this city. I don't know what she said. She probably didn't say anything. She just probably said it all in her face. She said it by being disobedient and looking back. Her husband's like, babe, don't look back. It's not our place. We leave the past behind us. And on the way out of the city limits, she turned there and she looked back and instantly turned into a pillar of salt. Now, as she turned into a pillar of salt, the fire and the brimstone comes pouring down on Sodom and Gomorrah. In fact, you can Google research this. That city has been found to have a hundred and a million percent pure sulfur. Some of the most pure sulfur that the world has ever seen. You know why? It came from heaven. And there's still fire and brimstone. There's, they're in rocks all over what was what would have been considered Sodom and Gomorrah. Historically, it's there. So when people tell you that the Bible isn't real, it's not real. It's metaphorical. It's a mystical book. There's a lot of spirit and truth, but every word breathed in that Bible was okayed by God. And that according to six, Ephesians 6.12. Look it up yourself. Um, so you could best believe whatever you read in the Bible is God said, yep, this can go in here. This is true. So it's true. So when people say that's just, she doesn't, there's literally still evidence that there is salt from this woman turning into salt on the way out. And see, we're going to start seeing what I'm saying is we're seeing sheep and cattle and, and walking in circles and birds, going nuts right now and fish swimming out of the water on dry land we're seeing things that we literally have never ever and could never imagine that we could ever see from the whole uh, veil being lifted off of the, the the absolute satanic sin that has oozed its way out of fashion, quote unquote, hand quote, finger quotes. Balenciaga, we're seeing that uh, panda, we're seeing, we're hearing about all kinds of things. I can't even think of them right now. We're hearing about these hidden agendas, and the veil is being lifted off of Hollywood and its players. And I think it's wonderful that we're finally seeing this. I also think that it's horrifying that we're just seeing this. And how many millions of kids go missing and where they're never found and where they're at and what's going on and how these disgusting, nasty, power-hungry leeches, leech, blood-sucking leeches don't feel like they need to answer for this is beyond me. We all have to answer for things that we've done. And so what I say when I come in here and I say, you know, Yeshua, that's Jesus, by the way, is like, you know, fighting for us to understand this one thing. As the veil is lifted and the darkness is falling, even if you don't believe in Jesus, if you have no spiritual belief, you do (laughs) have eyes and you can see the darkness before the dawn is always darkest. 
And it's really, 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 really weird what we're looking at. The, 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 the amount of leaders that have died and or been assassinated, the, the, the amount of chaos, the amount of, like I said, signs, miracles, and wonders that are kind of happening is a, is, is been spoken about in the Bible. It's like, like I said, it's, it's real. It all, everything can be accounted for it as, as truth in there. So what I'm saying is, if you want to know what's up next, you might want to get in there and look for yourself. But more than that, is you might want to understand that uh, <laughs> it's going to get darker before it gets any lighter. I don't see that. I don't see any light, light days coming. We got this, the wealthiest man in the world, hand quotes, finger quotes, pitching this whole microchip cyborg deal to the world. He won't call it that. He'll be like, it's just a microchip. It's going to go in there and it's going to find cancers and it's going to heal people who have been blind their whole life. So have eyesight. And really it's a microchip embedded in your head. And according to Revelation 16, 13, I believe, that would be probably more akin to the mark of the beast situation. For me, it, it seems like it. I'm not saying that that's what it is. I'm just saying it's weird. Why do I want a microchip in my brain to 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 do all kind of weird stuff? I'm not sure, but I think that that's what it's pitching. That's the idea, and I think that it's a no. I'm gonna go ahead and say no, thank you. Yeah, this is uh, Revelations fourteen sixteen. If any man worship the beast and his image and receive the mark in his forehead or his hand, the same shall drink of the vine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the lamb. The lamb is Jesus. That's uh, Revelations 14, um, 9. Through uh, 10, if you'd like to read that yourself. <sighs> Man, you guys, it's, uh, yeah, it's wild. Sorry, when I want to, when I want to make sure I'm saying something right, I like to go and go ahead and find out where I read it last. Yeah, but that's, uh, that's revealing. I don't know, man. It's saying that that's Revelations. Oh, sorry. If you guys don't know what Revelations is, that's a lot. That's a prophetic. It's a lot of what's going on right now. It's prophetically speaking, the end of times, the last days. Okay. We've been in a lot of last day situations like wars and rumors of wars and uh, bad weather patterns and earthquakes in diverse places. We've been in those situations. Sure. We haven't been in them all one after the other. The birth pangs are faster, which means that's in, that's different. But also, we've never really been in in in, in the uh, closeness of the vicinity of the mark of the beast or this uh, mark that Revelations, um, you know, ten fourteen was talking about. Or sorry, um, yeah, ten fourteen. So, or fourteen ten. Sorry. So, um, 
that's that's the difference. <laughs> I just thought I'd jump in here and let you know that there's something to think about because, uh, well, if I didn't tell you to think about it, then I would be such a bad host. You know, I've got to share. This is a podcast broadcast. This is not bated breath. This is like, let's talk about it. Let's get it out. Let's have some dissent and uh, let's keep it pushing. But I know one thing, that we are noticing some times that are unique, they're different, and they're unlike anything we've ever experienced. Now is the time not to play. (laughs) I'm not not even thinking about uh, settling into playtime. I'm thinking that we need to know that Jesus has never been closer. He's coming and he's coming real soon. And the way to jump on the on the wagon to, you know, s- securing, you know, your best bet in the afterlife is to, one, re- recognize that you're a sinner just like we, just like me. I'm a sinner. <laughs> Meaning I'm not perfect. I'm going to do things that are not definitely going to be okayed by God. Be like, that's a no-no, Shard. Nope. You was just praising me. Now you have to cussing the lady out in traffic. Yeah, well, uh. Okay, so recognize that you're a sinner and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. However, I have read, or I have been listening to this podcast, and this lady is talking about Jesus as the Savior. And uh, I want to try that out, so I'm going to ask you to be my Lord and personal Savior, Jesus, Yeshua. Um, and... Um, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. Like you know, I gotta get rid of these sins. Less is more, because it's already dark enough. Let me let me be a little bit more light to this world, and uh, you know, Holy Spirit, walk. Take this walk with me. Holy Spirit is a gift from God that uh, will walk with you and protect you along the way. And uh, you go get baptized. Find a church, a good church. Pray about it. Of of Christ following people. And go get baptized by water. And, uh, you know, and then get ready, get excited. Because Jesus is coming. Like, just, those are the things, those are the things, you know, that you got to believe. And if you believe, if you've already taken those steps, trust me, you believe. And you are going to be wiping them sins right off of you. Even the ones that you thought were the worst. Trust me. They go. Because as soon as you acknowledge that Jesus, Yeshua, is your Lord and personal Savior, everything that you ever did in your past is erased. Try that part, if anything. Be like, yo, okay, I'm going to try that. Because why would you want to die with all that on you anyway? Just let Jesus take, Jesus carried that to the cross. He was like, look, these ratchet folks is going to do some dumb stuff like Simon Moria. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, die so that when they do these things, I will have taken it to the cross, carried it to hell, and buried it anyway. So now they can just ask for forgiveness in my name, and they will be forgiven. You say, Lord, forgive me for all of that stuff that I did. And you can even name it. You can call it out loud, because when you name things out loud, it loses its grip on you. You don't have to be feeling so bad after that, right? Like, I'm an adulterer. I ate a whole Pizza, I always say that because that's when gluttony speaks to me. I, if I go for one slice of pizza, I'm eating it all. 
I did drugs, I was an alcoholic, I was this and that and this and that. I slept with my neighbor's wife. You can just, whatever you want, whatever you've done, you want to line it up, say it out loud and say, yep, devil, now I know what I did. Now you can't hold this over my head. Who cares? Now the Lord knows. You can scream it out to your neighbors so they can hear and they can go, oh, I thought they were perfect. Not so much. Did you hear them confessing? Oh, no, no. I guess I can make my confessions too. You might start a, tra- a, a you know, chain reaction. People might start, start saying all kinds of stuff out loud. Never, you never would have thought your neighbor was up to. Point of the matter is that don't keep that stuff inside. Don't let it fester. Like Wednesday, the new Netflix show, Uncle Fester. That's going to be a satanic super fest too. Don't watch that dark comedy. Stop watching stuff that's dark and that's going to get in your brain and like possess you more. Some things you guys have to realize that you're watching and listening to will further possess you without even knowing. I promise you. And they call it art. They call it film. They call it just entertainment. But we know that Lucifer was an angel of music and, and entertainment. So he knows how to get people lured in, so to speak. So again, always do your research with that. But that's the fact is that um, if I knew how, if I was an angel of music and that was my platform and I got kicked out of heaven, I'm taking that with me and I'm going to keep it using, I'm going to keep it pushing as I'm the God of the world and make people do that magic through there. Right. So be careful. Is all I'm saying. And know that, you know, there's more people. It's not dumb and weird and cringy to be a Jesus-loving person, to follow Christ. It's not. It's like literally the coolest thing. We're going to make it cool because what's not cool is following after your own desires and lust in your flesh and then ending up in hellfire, indignation. We just read that. I don't want no parts of that. When I just read that, I was like, yo, like, not not cool, bro. This same shall drink of the vine of the wrath of God, which is poured out with the mi- without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence woo, of holy angels. That's going to be a mess. They're going to be speaking about flogging. Why, why, why though? Why would, why would a person be tormented? Let's talk about that though. Why? If I don't follow Jesus, why would I be tormented? Well, because you followed Satan and Satan happened to his, his, his home he was given was the earth and everything in it. And then after that, he gets to spend when he is defeated, he gets to spend the rest of his time in hell, which is burning, burning debauchery. Let's just call it that. There's levels of darkness that you won't. We no one, unless you know, people have have accounts for it. They've died and gone to hell or whatever. But you can't even imagine. So after his time is up on earth, which you know, again, the end times are near, then he gets to get thrown down there forever. So if you're not following after Jesus, then you're following after Satan. So you end up going where he's going in the afterlife. Remember, though, he's the God of this earth. So he's able to, when people have so-called sold their souls, which I don't believe you can. I believe you can loan it out to the devil. But, you know, as long as you're living and breathing, you always have a chance to turn your life around and run back to Jesus. You know, because Jesus did not do anything other than come to save the world, save us 
us ratchet human beings from our sins because he knew we were going to be not like him. He, we, he knew it. We was not going to be perfect. We're not going to come here. That wasn't our calling. Everybody has a calling. Some people are called to make, you know, AI. Some people are called to make your favorite ramen noodles. Some people are called to, you know, produce your favorite television show. Like there's, what I'm saying is there's people in this world for everything. We're all put here for everything. Some people are called to, you know, sing and dance and write your favorite books and, and novels and things like that. So, or, 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 or just to be your favorite mom or dad or whatever, right? The point is we're all here for something. So individually speaking, um, we're, 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 we're meant to, you know, do that. And, and our calling wasn't to be like Jesus, to, be, to live a perfect life and then die for the sins of the world on the cross. And that was gnarly. Right. And so, but he did that as a form, literally, because God was getting, God, our God in heaven, he gets mad. He's like, look, ain't nobody listening to me. They think I'm a joke because they haven't seen me. So I'm going to have to bring a flesh down here to show y'all for real, for real, what I'm talking about. And bring him down in in the form of my son, in the form of my flesh. And then he's going to be a prime example where he's not going to be respected at all. He's going to be kicked, battered bruised and betrayed by his best friends, but he's going to die for the sins of the world. That's, long story short, Jesus, there's so much greatness from his three-year mission of ministering and healing and prophesying and loving. But ultimately, his main sacrifice, his main objective was to die as a human sacrifice so that we could live, period. And I know I've been talking about this on various podcasts, but I feel like I just needed to be clear. And I'm not sure this is any clearer than the others, but I hope you understand that the Jesus' message was simple. And so, again, Jesus, heaven. Okay, because he came down from God in the form of man to, to, to walk for, you know, even in 30 years before he died, he wasn't even respected. He was just a farmer's boy. He was just Mary and Joseph's boy. <laughs> he was nobody special until he went traveling and, 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 and it was time for his ministry to pop off. And then people started to see, oh, he is the son of God. Oh, this is the son of man that they were talking about. After John the Baptist went around talking about, there's a person coming. There's a guy, he's coming, whose sandals I'm not even equipped to put on or off. You know, like, they started to talk about this Jesus guy who was coming. The word started to travel. And then when Jesus rolled up on the scene, he was respected. But he wasn't even respected in his hometown. So if you think... You ain't like your life sucks and you're older and you haven't figured out life or you're like, Jesus ain't going to love me. I'm gay. I'm this. I'm stupid. I like kill people. I'm, I've, I've, you know, whatever. Well, Jesus actually died so that you could be free from all that if you're still alive. If you're dead, you're already given to your, you know, desires. But if you're still alive, there's a there's a chance, there's always hope that you can change. See, Jesus can love you. We don't have to love you. I might not love you, being all being all facts, you know, proven. Because <laughs> I'm a human being and I don't like certain behaviors. I'm not gonna say I love Hitler. His mustache is so beautiful. Like Kanye, chill. 
Uh, we get it that God taught us to love, but do you really love his fashion? You're going to look, ixnay all the, all the murder. Uh, but I don't have to go there because, again, that's not, my, that's not my thing. I wasn't called to be perfect, but I was called to follow after Jesus. And I have to, I have to let you guys know that even if you're the worst person and you're still alive, see, he'll dead. Now, unless he made amends with Jesus before he died, well, he ain't, he ain't there. <laughs> He's there, you know, down there doing a hot potato dance. So I don't know, y'all. What I'm saying is, is that you're, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you've come to this point at 40 minutes into the podcast, then you are literally, you're, you're good. You're good to go. I don't care what for. You came in here in full drag. You are good to go. Jesus loves you and wants to have your heart and wants to have you understand that he died for you. So call him. Call him in. Say, forgive me, Lord. Come into my heart. I am um, I'm a sinner. I need you. Uh, according to WTF Landia radio host, the world's about to do its thizzle. And when it does, even if it doesn't do it now, I want to be ready and I want to be following after you because the only way through the Father is through the Son and the Father, God, is in heaven. And the Son is Jesus. Later. If you or anyone you know needs hope for an amazing afterlife, please say this prayer and believe that it will be done. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I believe you died for my sins so that I could be forgiven and live a more blessed and protected life. Send your angels to guard me, God. I receive you, Jesus, as my King, my brother, my Lord, and my Savior. Baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Thank you for sacrificing your life on the cross for mine. Holy Spirit, please join me on my walk with Christ, giving me spiritual discernment from right and wrong. And please allow me to lead others to come to know exactly who God is through his son, Jesus, and his sacrifice on that cross. This I pray honestly and urgently. Amen. By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the entire contents and design of this podcast are the property of WTF Landia Radio or used by WTF Landia Radio with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. Except as otherwise provided herein, users of this podcast may save and use information contained in the podcast only for personal or non-commercial 
educational purposes, no other use, including without limitation reproduction, retransmission, or editing of this podcast may be made without the prior written permission of WTF Landia Radio, which may be requested by contacting WTF Landia Radio. By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on this information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice unless unless stated otherwise. The WTF Landia Radio Group does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast. And information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement. The third-party materials or, or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion, standards, or policies of WTF Landia Radio. WTF Landia Radio assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness, completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with the applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. Moreover, WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty that this podcast or the server that makes it available is free of viruses, worms, or other elements or codes that manifest contaminating or destructive properties. WTF Landia Radio expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to this reliance on or inability to use this podcast or the information presented in this podcast.